this is Dude to Bet Sports. Dude to Bet Sports, it's your favorite show. Dude to Bet Sports, where degenerates go. Dude to Bet Sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. What's up, guys? I'm back. I'm back for another show, the third of the day. Uh, it's Dude to Bet Sports. And it is a big, big uh, show for us. We're going to talk a lot about Oakland. Before we do, though, we need to talk about the Super Bowl, I think, first. We've talked about it a little bit, uh, but not in detail as far as this show goes. It was a great Super Bowl. Give me your overall thoughts on what we saw. It was a great Super Bowl. It sure was. I got. Didn't you just talk about it for a long time, just a little while ago? Yes, yes. It was a it's- subject for a while. Um, <laughs> But uh, from from your side of how you saw it, how did, how did well, you- I do I do want to offer congratulations to Jared. Uh, yeah. We talked a little bit on the dudes who bet. Well, maybe it was after the show today. Uh, Jared's one of these guys. He's been with the Chiefs through thick and thin. He's yeah. not a fan. I know a lot of people are fans of the Chiefs now that weren't fans before, and he's. He's suffered through some lean times with them. I mean, it's been a good franchise over the years for sure. But they've had some lean times that he's had to go through. So he he's the type of fan that that just is thrilled by when they when they win these things because there's been seasons they haven't been very good. So yeah. congratulations to him and enjoy it every bit you can. It was a great game. Uh, a couple of things I took away from it. The Chiefs are the best at getting the ball last. Yep. And that's a big key in college football now and pro football. These games are close. You've got to have that dadgum thing last. And they're pretty good at it. They know how to milk that clock. So yep. I, that was a, a big deal. You have to stay ahead of the Chiefs by two scores. I really believe that. You can't be one score away from them. They're going to figure out a way to beat you. And the Eagles for a long time kept that two-score lead, but they couldn't hold on to it, and it got them in the end. I thought the Eagles were great. I thought Jalen Hurts was unbelievable. You know, I I think he cemented himself as an up-and-coming superstar. Yeah. No, I, I agree, and you're right. It felt like the Eagles were still in okay shape, and then mm-hmm. they, once it got down to one score, they were in trouble. I thought when it, when the Chiefs came out and made it 24-21, to 21, the Eagles were putting on a pretty decent drive. Then they got stopped. They had to kick a field goal. Kind of looked at Heather and I said, yeah, Chiefs have got this oh, game. Yeah. Like, they're behind. I was like, I feel really good about Chiefs plus one and a half right now. Absolutely. I did too. And uh, and again, you know, we talked about it on the Daily Show yesterday. Um, and, and I would have kicked the field goal too, don't get me wrong. But I think it was fourth and five, right? I think that's what it was for the Eagles when it was 24 to 21 and they were in Chiefs territory in field goal range, fourth and five. Yes, fourth and and I short. thought at the time, I thought at the time, yeah, the play is to kick it. There's no question about it, but you're going to get your ass beat if you do. Yeah. And they did. And that's what happened because really against the Chiefs, that field goal didn't do you just a whole lot of good. It just didn't, you know, really do you much good. So he kind of went, uh, the coach of the Eagles, he kind of went against what he's did, what he did all year. But I'm not knocking him. I mean, they had to kick it there. So the other thing we mentioned a little bit on the Daily Show, and 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 you know that what would have happened because the Chiefs deliberately didn't score a touchdown when the Eagles were going to let them there with like a minute. 30, I think there was left, something like that, when the guy took a knee on the two-yard line because they knew they could run the clock out and kick a field goal. And it all worked out fine. It worked according to script exactly like they wanted. And it was a gimme field goal, no question. But a lot of things can go wrong on a field goal. You know, a bad snap, uh, uh, a block, kick, get a penalty, something. What would have happened if they missed that, if they didn't make that field goal, would would they then be getting criticized for not scoring that touchdown, which would have given them a seven point lead with a minute and a half to go? That would have been interesting if something like that had happened. Now, I'm not saying they didn't do the right thing because they did, but it's not a gimme to kick a field goal. Wouldn't you have been nervous if it had been Oklahoma and they didn't? Um, 
maybe not so much at the two yard line. Uh, I can I can remember when Oklahoma played for a field goal out on around the twenty yard line against Texas one year in overtime and missed it. That I was mad about. When you get down to the two. No, I think I mean it was the right it was the right play. Um, I would have been nervous though. <laughs> Yeah, but again, say Oklahoma was playing like, uh, you know, the Texas team that had like Colt McCoy, right? Yeah. You knew if you score the minute 40 left, you're going to give the ball back to a good Texas team and they, they sure. had a shot to beat you. It yeah. was the right call. Um, oh. Again, in that situation, it was the right call to do it. Uh, I, I get what you're saying. It could have really backfired. Oh, man. Um, but at the end of the day, that's what you, you have to do. You oh, you do. you got to have the ball last. Especially in today's football. It it's is. It's so easy to move the ball quickly now. Yeah. Yeah. Us, us old-timers can remember games back in the 60s, 70s, even the 80s. You'd be up 21 to nothing at the half or 21 to six at the half. You didn't worry about the game. You had it won. Now you can be up 21 nothing going into the fourth quarter. You're, you're, you might still get beat. I mean, it's never over in these in these offensive-minded games now. Yeah, you, you have to play keep away. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely, you know, <laughs> you do put it in the hands of a kicker. But, again, it's 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 literally a 20-yard field goal. I mean, oh, yeah. You got to make it. Now, if he misses it, I'm sure there would be people oh, who yeah. criticize it, but they shouldn't. Sure. Oh, it was the thing to do. Yeah. And it was, and the Eagles letting them score was the thing to do. And yeah. remember, I texted you guys with five minutes to go, and I said, guys, they need to let them score. Act like they're going to stop them for a yeah. minute or so. Let them make a first down and then let them go score because they're going to get their butts beat if they don't. So. You texted again when there was a little over two minutes left and the Chiefs were down around the 20. You said, yeah. just let them score. Yeah. And uh, what happened was the penalty yeah. you know, was the absolute worst thing because if you would have let them – you're not going to let them score on third down. But if you don't hold and he beats you, well, it's not great, but that's, that's not as bad as getting that penalty. So yeah. – um, it was the worst thing that could have happened. One thing I want to ask you, because you, yeah. you know, coach forever, and and as uh-huh. a, now a better and a fan, like the, the 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 call was correct as far as by the letter of the law that was a right. hold. Right, uh, the player has even admitted it. But you know, swallowing the whistle inside two minutes unless something's blatant. Do you agree with that, or do you think no, a, a penalty is a penalty? That's just a really touchy situation. I think the guy had to call it because they were the only two players out there. You know, it wasn't over the middle where there was a group of players or anything. I think he just reacted to what he saw. And and I don't think he gave one thought about what the situation was, which is, I think, what you want the referee to do. I know in basketball, especially, we see the whistle swallowed. Yeah. In the last 10 seconds of a game, there's a lot of times a guy will go driving in for a layup and get the crap knocked out of him and they don't call it. Yeah. And I think that's wrong. I do. Uh, they want the players to settle it. So there's good and, and bad. I know when it happened, I turned to, uh, you know, to, to Sandy and I said, golly, I wish they'd have let them decide this themselves. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, when I saw the replay and I saw Mahomes' reaction immediately that, you know, he knew that guy had been held, I kind of changed my mind. I did. I, when it first happened, my first thought was, let the players decide a game like this. Yeah. Guys, don't don't throw a flag because it wasn't that obvious until we saw the replays. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same way. I hated that they called it. But, again, when you look at it, it's like, well, if you want them to call the game, that is a penalty. Yeah. I don't know if they should have called that. But yeah. I, I think, overall, the worst thing about it was a great Super Bowl that may have been maybe the greatest of all time yeah. if, if it went things would have happened. Yeah, yeah. I, so it got taken away from it at that point. Yeah, and, and we're, we're taking for granted that the Eagles would have drove down the field you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, it looked like they would have. I mean, the Chiefs hadn't really stopped them much either, although they did a couple of times in the second half when they had to, and and the Eagles had no clue how to. It, 
I, you know, I didn't go study tape or anything like that. I'm past that. But right. I have a feeling what the Eagles decided to do was to double team and triple team Kelsey, and the Chiefs beat them with their other receivers because their other receivers were wide open. Yeah, they tried to stop the big play and they tried to stop Kelsey, and that allowed a lot of underneath wide open stuff. Yeah, and they were wide open. They were, and and the Chiefs executed that perfectly. Yeah, they they didn't have any trouble with it. And I thought the the other big thing that I don't feel like anybody talks about that I thought permanently flipped the game, even though the Eagles did come back to tie it. They gave up that punt return to the five-yard yes. line. Because here's the deal. The Chiefs were scoring, but the Eagles were making them kind of earn it, other than obviously the, the, the fumble in the first half. But they kind of yeah. got over that. But that punt return, that yes. they yeah. couldn't do. Because they could have maybe held them to a field goal, and then it's 30-28. Yeah. to 28, But yeah. when killer. that happened, that was a killer. It was a killer. There's no doubt about it. And uh yeah, you know, and that was the, there's just little things between those two teams. I got to tell you the truth. The Eagles are a lot better than I thought they were. Yeah, I agree. Well, listen, the Chiefs pretty much stopped the running game as far as the running back goes. They really did. I thought that was going to happen. I thought the Chiefs would win by double digits, but Jalen Hurts was incredible in this game. Oh, he threw some. Yeah. On the money passes. Yeah, I mean, he, their receivers he almost were, won the game for him. He did, and their receivers were incredible too. They made some yeah. great catches, and so they were they they are they're forced to be reckoned with if they can stay healthy and continue to add some pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, their defense isn't great. I think they need to improve a little bit there. And the other thing we talked about this last Thursday, how important this was. Uh, for the uh, legacy of the Chiefs, mm-hmm. pressure's off now. They've got two Super Bowls under their belt. Um, that really cemented them. And now they have a chance to become a dynasty. And, and to me, they're kind of a dynasty already. They right. may need to win another one mm-hmm. or two to become a, a, a dynasty. But what if they played in three of the last five Super Bowls, right? Yeah. yeah. One, two of them. Uh have been in the AFC championship game five years in a row. Yep. Mahomes has never played a playoff game on the road. Yep. The consistency that they've shown is, is pretty good. And I don't like the chiefs, but I've got to hand it to them. And there ain't a better coach in the league than who they've got. Well, that's another aspect of this. They were pretty much dominated in the first half, and they dominated the second half because of the adjustments that were made. I mean, they they really weren't moving the ball that much in the first half. Second half, guys were wide, wide yeah. open. The guy is a great coach. Yeah. And, he doesn't, and I guarantee you, he doesn't even know what analytics are. No. He can't spell analytics. He might not even be able to pronounce analytics because this guy's a football coach. Yeah, he is. He don't, he don't look at computers. He, he he coaches the game the way you're supposed to. Well, that's why Samich and I were all over the longest field goal made was going to be Kansas City and, and over those point of that, that yardage total because he kicks, he still kicks field goals. Yep. And lo and behold, he kicked one. The son bitch missed it, but it, you know, yeah. so it costs our bets, but he did do what we thought yeah. he would do in that situation. Yeah. You know, I'm not seeing any of these analytic guys winning Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. this guy is, a, he, he, uh, consistent. The chiefs are consistent. You know, when my first came in the league, the chiefs were big play team, you know, then defenses adjusted to them. And he didn't panic. You remember last year when they got off to such a shitty start and everybody thought, hey, everybody's figured out how to stop the Chiefs. They started going, being more patient. They adjusted. And boom, now here they are again, you know. And it's just the consistency of the coaching. And the defensive coordinator does a really good job, too. It's a good staff. It's a good organization. There's no doubt about it. And there's no reason not to bet them again right now to win it next year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they're going to have a chance to improve that team. They've got cap room, and uh, we'll just see. They're a very young team, so we'll see. Yeah. As long as they've got number 15, they've got a shot. Well, that's the whole thing. You take him off of there. but And that's here's the other thing about Andy Reid. Remember when they drafted him number one? 
Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. He was not a like a foregone no. conclusion by everyone. Everybody no. thought, what are they doing? Because I think he was like a 15 pick, you know, kind of a middle of the yeah. first round pick, which is a, you know, you get a really good player, which obviously they did. But at the time, I was going, Patrick Mahomes, what? He wasn't rated that very high on anyone's list. He and wasn't like a surefire top five no, guy. Not a, not a number one pick. No. And they saw it, and because yep. hey, we saw him for whatever it is. I don't know how many years he played at Tech. I think it was like three. Yeah. Did we ever think he was this kind of quarterback? Well, we thought he was a pro prospect, but that's, that's where it ended. Yeah. I think maybe we looked at it. I know I did. The fact they didn't win any games. Yeah. You know. Well, but, and it was a situation where Tech always had a quarterback to put up huge numbers, so it kind yeah. of it became a normal thing. That's true. And he didn't. Believe it or not, he didn't really stand out amongst the quarterbacks and their product, uh, productivity, uh, really, since Mike Leach got there and then Kingsbury kept the offense yeah. going at least. So I don't remember him running the ball like he, you know, I, I, he didn't. He didn't yeah. run much. Yeah. So yeah. he saw this, and uh, you know, you got to give him give him credit because this guy he he's he he might equal Brady if he stays healthy. I mean, yeah. it's possible. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, 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 we're going to have a long time to talk about him. I don't think there's anything, any doubt about that. He is just a special talent. And so we'll see, we'll see if they can keep it going. I'm sure soon we'll be talking uh, NFL future wagers. Here's another thing about him. I saw him on Jimmy Kimmel the other night. He he's very, very personable. Yep. He seems to be grounded. You know, he, he, he doesn't do anything controversial that I know of. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think we would know because we live in Missouri. Yeah. Uh, I think Kansas City is a perfect place for him as far as if he wants to stay grounded. You know, there's not much media there. Right. So what's not to like about him? I mean, the guy just – he's just everything you want. Yeah, you know? exactly. And Mark brings up Graham Harrell. He was a good yeah. quarterback. Uh, Cliff yeah. Kingsbury was the first one at Texas yeah. Tech that started that whole thing. and. You can go on and on from there. And yeah, Mahomes was just another one. Yep. So, yeah. um, all right. Well, let's get going on some Oakland talk. That's right. right. Up the Super Bowl for us. And we've got a big bunch of races to talk about at Oakland today. So we'll do that. Uh, by the way, Magic's best bet from the show running right now. Uh, so we'll cover that as they come down the stretch. His six is going to win. And the six did go off at one to two. So he needs the five to get in second, and the five was in second for a long time, going to get passed and finish third. We still may give it to him. I don't like this rule. I'm going to stay right now. He should get that. All right. We'll we'll let him have it. All right. Let's go, Oakland. We got four big races to cover. Uh, Fairgrounds is going to get a lot of the attention, and it should. It's a big-time card on Saturday. Don't forget about Oakland. There are some heavy, heavy hitters uh, running at Oakland uh, all through the weekend. We're going to start Friday, which is tomorrow, race eight on the card, an allowance going six furlongs. That's right, an allowance. And this allowance race draws number four CZ Rocket, who was second, only beaten a length and a quarter last time out in the Breeders' Cup sprint. And now he shows up in an allowance at Oakland. Really tough uh, draw here for all the other allowance horses in here. Good ones as well. Necker Island, Morello's here, edge to edge. Really strong race. Where are you leaning in this field of seven to kick off Oakland Friday? Before I even start this, these four races we're going to handicap, I think, are as hard as any I've dealt with in a long time. Just There are so many that can win, and, and even CZ is not a given here. Yeah. You know, in fact, he might go somewhere else on this. Uh, we're going to talk about another horse uh, a little while who's old. Let's look at how old CZ Rocket is. Yeah. He is nine. I know. And ran in the Breeders' Cup last year and damn near won it. <laughs> so here's another legend of a horse. Uh, solid. And it's so cool to see these these older horses that just continue to run and run and run and stay healthy. And they're just phenomenons is what they are. You just don't see this, uh, a level of a horse, you know, at this age running in this anyway, 
it's hard not to pick him, don't you think? Yep. It's so hard not to pick him. So I, I have to pick him on top. And then you start looking, okay, what's next? Okay, so you look you look at the five, Morello, who the the one of the uh, uh handicapping sites we use a little bit to help us has him has this horse picked first to win. And you may have went with him. Did you? Well, I I just can't sit here and think CZ Rocket is just going to keep doing this. Like <laughs> That's right. <laughs> two, these last two races were just fantastic. The end of last it. season, but before that, he kind of had fallen off a little he bit. Very well, absolutely. I think Morello makes a ton of sense. He's a three, yep. he's a three or a four-year-old that just turning three. As a three-year-old, he had some big-time races, and then mm-hmm. he got injured. Yep. They kind of ran him in, in spots too too long. He came back off the layoff. He won. Then he he ran him at a mile again. It's just not his distance. Last time out, ran six furlongs, got better. I think this is a really good spot for Morello. I actually took Morello on top. At I, think to it's, I think it's uh, – he's the, he's the likely one to win, Yeah, I think. I think there's some prices in there. I kind of like the two, Rotney. I kind of like that horse as well. Um, he's been off for quite a while, but he was running great. I guess he must have had some sort of an injury. Uh, his last time out was that all, the end of June last year, but he, he won a small stakes by 12 links. You always say, you know, he didn't run against much, but he slaughtered it. Yeah. So there's one that's at 12 to one. Morello's 10 to one. Mm-hmm. Necker Island, we know what that horse is. That's a good horse. And Chris Hartman is off the charts at Oakland right now. He's winning just about everything. But, oh, yeah, he's got number six in there, too, yep. with the jockey that's winning for him at Oakland. So you got a lot to pick from. And, you know, there's no singles in this one that I can see. So I would go ahead and stick with CZ just from back class, and I would I would go four, five, and then the rest. If I was going to do a trifecta, I'd put four of them in there, I think. I don't think I could settle on three. <laughs> I mean, you, you may – I'm going to have to rely on you a lot on this one. Uh, I think I'd probably go the six as my third choice. Four, yeah. Six. He, the six edge to edge is just kind of – it's just a solid type, you know, you can kind of count on the horse to show up with a, with a solid effort every time. Uh, it, it's just a crazy bunch. Like sad, even the seven heart rhythm cutting back in distance. I, I like that. I mean, yeah. um, you know, the, the horse has been pretty darn competitive at six and six and a half. So makes a little bit, a little bit of sense as well. Uh, I went five, four, one, seven. There you um, go. I do like the one Necker Island. You mentioned it for Chris Hartman. I just, I don't know if he's good enough to win, but I feel like he's going to hit the board and I feel like you're going to get better than seven to two and how this race gets bad is going to be interesting. Will CZ rocket be less than even money in the spot? I mean, will people see, well, gosh, this horse was second at the breeders cup. Surely he can win an allowance, right? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll probably be maybe even. Yeah. And I, I think that makes you get the prices you need on everybody else uh, in this field. Like I said, I'm going to take a swing against him just thinking he can't keep it up, you know, and, and, and it, those two races really came out of nowhere in a sense. Uh, and then you've got Morello here who I think is going to get better. And mm-hmm. I just think leave this horse at six furlongs, six or seven. And and I think you're going right. to see good things from him. I I, I, I have to agree with you. The fact that the horse is nine means something, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> means something. That's it's hard to to pick him against a field that's pretty strong. Yeah, but then you go back. His last start, I think, was a little bit stronger than this field. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> you already hear Vic, the announcer, going. This is an allowance race with stakes horses in it. Can't yeah. you? 
Well, listen, I mean, almost every horse, and I say almost, maybe every horse in the race has won a stakes. Probably, yeah. At some point. The seven may have not have. Won. I'm not sure that the other two has. The other two the has. Two has. The three, yeah. maybe not. Uh, no, the three is not. I'm not but sure the six has, Eric. The six, I'm, I thought it won at Oakland. One well, it, it won an allowance. He won an allowance. Maybe those were allowance races. In January. Yeah, 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 it could be. Well, again, it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely a situation where these horses are going to stakes next after this. Yeah, um, that that much we can we can kind of tell. Oh for yeah, sure. that's a prep for something. Can yeah. you imagine CZ Rocket running an allowance race on Friday at Oakland and not being on the Saturday card? I can't. No, I absolutely cannot. I absolutely cannot. All right. Well, let's speaking of the Saturday card. Uh, let's go to the next one. You're going to go CZ Rock, and I'm going to go Morello on top. Uh, we'll see what happens in this one. All right, let's go to the Saturday card here. Uh, it's going to be an allowance race for the three-year-olds on Saturday. Race six on the card here, uh, going a mile and a 16th. Like I said, allowance race, field of 12. So a big-time field in here. A lot of ways you can go. Shopper's Revenge going to headline things here. He is the three-to-one favorite. But it's a tough, tough field. Who you got in this one? Yeah, it is. And the other thing, there are, uh, let's see, at least two horses that are also entered in race eight on Sunday. So you got to decide on, and one of them I like, which is the seven. I have a feeling he's going to run Sunday. I do too. That's what I'm thinking. The other is the five. Armin, I think Armin. I think there's another one too in there that I, it's one that I don't like very well. I, there's three that are entered here that are also entered in the eighth race on Sunday. I'm just thinking uh, Hartman may put two Eagles River in that one Sunday because I think it might be a little easier. Yeah, we're going to talk about that race on Sunday. So for the sake of our talking, let's okay. assume two Eagles Rivers a river is going to go to the race on Sunday. It's at a mile. I think that's what he really wants. So yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That and then go on from here okay. with, with this one. Yeah. All right. There's speed all over the place in this one. Yeah. And the horse I like has got to make sure he doesn't get caught in a speed duel and, and lays off the pace a little bit because I think some of these really good ones might get caught in that. I think the winner of this is going to be the one that can stay back off the pace just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I like the 11 shoppers revenge uh, was fantastic uh, here. What, when was that? That was the 14th one by five and a quarter broke his maiden at five and a quarter. Almost every one of these horses have only got one win uh, and it's a maiden. And that's about the only thing they've ever run. They, they've only run two or three times is what I'm mm -hmm. saying. Two Eagles river was an exception. So I like him. I also like the 10 easy action as well. And I like uh, the eight Ben's legacy. So I'm going to go 11, 10, eight. Yeah. I, I think those are good horses to use. I, I thought about the 10 for a little bit easy action, but uh, end of the day, just, I'm not quite sure he can beat the 11. I really like the 11 shoppers revenge. I like the fact that this horse on debut was not on the lead and still made a little bit of run to get up in second. Last time out was on the lead and galloped home. Yeah, I don't think the horse can make the lead here, but I think that's okay. I think we can still in talking position and still win. And I think that's going to be the key. I don't think he'll be on the lead, but I do think he can come from out of it and win. I want to talk about Ben's legacy, though, a little bit as well. I'm with you. Uh, this is a horse that I think a mile 16th is going to be okay. Nice win last time out, 10 to 1. He's coming from out of it, I think, a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I think if you're looking for a horse to come from off the pace, the eight makes a little bit of sense in here. Uh, would not be shocked if the eight runs pretty well. And I'll give you a flyer. Okay. If it totally melts down, and we're going to need a meltdown. Okay? Oh, I know where you're going here. The four little little sweet thing, I don't think this horse is very good. <laughs> I don't. But in a, if the pace is a meltdown, this is one that has shown – can really close and pick up the pieces. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, and, and that could very well happen because you look at – I've got to 
my limited knowledge, I have six horses down. It's going to go to the front. Yeah, and I, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. yeah. And there's some rabbits in there that probably have no chance to win. One of them is the six, mm -hmm. and I think he's going to get out there. You know, Now, one of them I had listed was the seven, and I don't think he's going to run. Right. But I think I, I think the the key is like I think we both like the ten and eleven a little bit. They got to make sure they don't get caught in a speed duel early. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna have to sit, you know, and win. Kind of like Gun Pilot, you know. Last uh, was I don't know if that's last weekend or two weekends ago. Blend together, but he he was doing his best running on the lead, and then he stalked the pace and won. Yeah, and looked really good doing it. That's what I'm hoping Sharper's Revenge can do: stock the pace and win. Mm -hmm. I, I just have a feeling, whether it's the ten or the eleven, or you know, maybe it's a two or the six, who's ever out on that lead, I think it's going to be real tough for them to hold on. Yeah, I'm kind of noticing a little bit that Santana is start. He's riding for Aspison in this race. Is starting to get back in favor just a little bit. Are you yeah. are you seeing that at all? Seems like he's on more horses, right? And of course Rosario's struggling. Yeah. And it's not at Oakland that much. So anyway, it just seems to me like Santana's starting to get back into good graces with with Asmussen. There's no doubt. There's no doubt he's starting to ride for him again a lot more. And listen, when you when you show up on horses like this, it tells you, hey, we we think yeah. you're a pretty good rider and and you're kind of back because this is a horse that I mean, he's going to be looking at the Arkansas Derby if he can no win this or wherever, Louisiana Derby, wherever they go with him. Exactly. Three-year-old, this is a jump for him. He needs to yeah. win this race. Uh, so, yeah, he's if he wins it and if he's impressive, we're going to see him in some big-time races down the road. Yep. All right. We're both in agreements on the 11, and uh, we also do like the 10 a little bit, hoping they can both stay off the pace a little bit stock. We like the 8, Ben's Legacy, and then my crazy win, the 4, a little sweet thing, maybe – uh, race melts down. We'll see. All right, let's go a couple of races later on this card. It is the Razorback Handicap. It'll be race nine here at Oakland on Saturday. Uh, grade three race going a mile and a 16th for the older horses here. $600,000, the purse for this race. Hence, you see horses mm -hmm. chipping in and you see not only big trainers, you see some big jockeys that have come in to ride as well. You give away $600,000, you are going to get a good field. Field yeah. of 10. All right, Papa Dude, who are you going with in this field of 10? This this, this is this is Oakland right here. Yeah, it this is. This is Oakland. Oakland's season is kicking off with this race, in my opinion. It's only going to get better from the rest of the, of the time through the uh, Arkansas Derby. This is when we really get with it. That's uh, when they run the Razorback. Speed all over the place in this one, too. Wouldn't you agree? Tons yeah. of speed. A lot of speed. Yeah, and so you kind of start looking at a horse that can come off the pace, and there's a couple of them in there. Uh, and, again, I think the same thing here. Who can lay off of it a little bit and then come and get them at the end? I went I'm, – I'm torn between three of them. I think you can put them in a hat and draw them out. I like the two, the six, and the four. So I, I, I think I would go with the six on top, then the two, and then the four. Uh, Ginobili, I don't know whether he can get that distance. Yeah, he's never run that far before, that I could see. Maybe when he was younger. So that's why I didn't put him up on top. I want to pick the three, but here, look at here. This one's ten. We got to talk about him here in a little bit. Yeah. Mark mentioned this morning uh, the pace sets up perfectly for him to come out of nowhere like he does and win it if he can stay close enough. Man, these are quality horses though. So I really like the six in this in this one, and I like Law Professor as well. So, well, where'd you go? We like. Three of the four, or okay. two, two of the top three, I guess. I don't know how you want to word it. Uh, the same. I like Law Professor a lot. Uh, so I'll talk about Law, Law Professor a little bit here. Uh, Jose Ortiz follows this horse in to ride. That's a really good sign. Yeah. Um, listen, Rob Atras, ever since he's got his hands on this horse, he's been really, really good. Two wins and a second. The second place effort came in the Woodward uh, at, at Belmont at the Big A. And Holy cow. I mean, ran really, really good behind. Life is good. So good. They tried the Breeders' Cup uh, mile 
it didn't work out. I mean, but he wasn't awful. He got fifth, beaten seven last time out, came back and absolutely romped in the Queens County. I really like uh, this Rob Attress runner. I like number two law professor a lot. By the way, if you didn't know, uh, Rob Attress was an assistant trainer for Robertino Diodoro. And where was Rob Attress at when he was assistant for Robertino Diodoro? Right here at Oakland Park. So he knows his way around Oakland. So I did like the two. Um, I put the in, in and uh, I see a comment now. Any love for hero status? I put the eight in second, actually, in this race. Hero status, shipping in for Mark Glatt. Uh, Mike Smith will follow this horse in and have the ride. What's that? That's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And I like this horse. I think the horse has been improving. Uh, the last four starts have been very good, uh, specifically I had a win last time out at Santa Anita at the distance against the allowance company. Got to move up, but I think at eight or at 12 to one, this is the kind of the longer price that you want to use here. So uh, I went two, eight, six, and four. Uh, you touched on the four and the six. One other thing I will uh, say for Ginobili, singled him last time, but in that last race, it was a mile, like you noted. And the pace was wildly different. I, I thought he would be loose on the lead, yep. and he was, and he just kind of cruised around here. I'm with you. I don't know. I don't think you're going to be loose on the lead today. A lot of speed in this race. Yeah, they're not going to let him get out today. They're just not. <coughs> or tomorrow. No. So, and, and the field's a little stronger, too. Uh, great horse. You know, looked great last time out. But don't think the competition was quite what this one is. So, you're right. He's not going to have that easy get to the lead this time. No, no, not at all. Uh, Jared kind of liked, he did not pick on top, but his second choice was the nine Keystone Field. Mm -hmm. uh, this horse has won three out of four races, moving up to the stakes company, uh, but a big allowance win at, here at Oakland last time out. Remember that race well. Uh, did you look at the nine at all? Yeah, some. Uh, I just, I, I couldn't get past those others, but Definitely has a chance. There's even the seven. Last Samurai's got a shot, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, Last Samurai, we talked about him for a second, fourth last time out in the in Pegasus World Cup. Yeah, he ran good. He did. So, um, we'll see. Yeah. So um, it's a great race to watch. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It, just some local quote unquote legends, like the number one long range toddy. Oh, yeah. Winner of the 2019 Rebel Stakes has not won again. Um, <laughs> he's here. Uh, rated our superstar, obviously. We'll see what happens. He was third last time out uh, in the fifth season. We'll see if he can, you know, muster up uh, one last run, uh, run there. Last Samurai is here. I thought this one was interesting. Cadu uh, River is yeah. entered in this race now with Dwayne Lucas instead of yeah. Brad Cox. I thought that That's was weird. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but you know that we, we talk about horde. You know, long range toddy is seven years old. Mm -hmm. Okay, he has run. I'd like to just. I wish I'd have sat down and wrote down all of the huge races this horse has been in. Yeah, I know it's crazy. He could have won a lot of races if they'd have run him in where he belongs. You know what I mean? He he really doesn't belong in this field. You know. Now, no. watch he'll probably win it but i don't i i, I don't think so <laughs> it, I, I i don't i don't know what they're really trying to do with him but oh. he's here um it's it's really unbelievable he beat improbable in the 2019 oh, yeah. rebel stakes and all shocked before that race now, did you think he was going to be improbable? I mean, maybe, maybe not. I mean, I used him on a pick five ticket that day. I didn't have him on top, though. No. But, you know, before that race, though, he had been really good. He got third in the Southwest, really good race. Uh, second in the in the Smarty Jones, he ran really well. You know, he won uh, th three or uh, yeah, three races at Remington, including the Springboard Mile. And you thought, this is a nice horse. Immediately after he won the Rebel, he sucked for like <laughs> – 15 races in a row he wasn't even close no and then he kind of ran a couple of good races and then he was awful again like i've never seen a horse just completely yeah tank like this horse did he kind of like the, uh that uh i can't think of his name the one that 
Derby, what, two, three years ago? Silver, silver, was it Silver State or something like that? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, uh, no, uh, uh, Superstock. Yeah, Superstock. They come out of nowhere and won the Derby that day. Okay, but here's the difference. That was a horrific Derby. We all knew That's it. That's true. Bad That's Derby. That's true. That, that Rebel was good. It yes. probably was a really good horse. Well, this horse had won a lot of races. So, you know, yes. Springboard's easy, it's not easy to win, and he'd no. won the when the other one hadn't really done much of anything. Yeah. So, I, I was just. It's crazy. Crazy to think that how he just totally, totally. Yeah. Boom, right off a cliff. You know, is there any doubt in your mind that rated R superstar won't run well? Well, there's no doubt in my mind. He won't come with, with a run. Uh, now yeah. I, I don't know what that's going to mean for him, but yeah, he will make a run. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, he's going to give it everything he's got. That's all he knows how to do. Yeah, yeah. But I, he may be a little bit over his head Yeah. In this one. Yeah, yeah. I think he is going to be a little bit over his head. I, I agree with you there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like Mark said earlier, and you mentioned it as well, the pace is going to set up pretty well. And that's that's the good news for uh, fans of his. And I think, I think most everybody is a fan of his. Uh, oh, they'll go crazy if he wins down there. That would yeah. be unbelievable. The yeah. thing is, the the one he ran the fifth season, uh, when Ginobili beat him, he got back too far. He's going to have to get a little bit closer to the front this time. He yep. can't get back that far. No, you're right. You're absolutely right on that one. So they got to get him closer. All right. Well, let's go to wait. You said West Willpower is your top choice. I said uh, no, but you, you're, you're about to talk me out of it. So well, no, I he, he's I I said I like any of those three. Six he's two. another one, West Willpower, and I don't know what the odds are going to be. I don't think he'll be two to one. I think he might float up, but I do too. I think he's going to show up and run. Uh, how I don't think he's going to win, honestly, but. I do think he will show up with a good effort and be up there with a chance. Um, I think law professor might be the favorite. I'm afraid you're right. I'm afraid you're right. And I'm going to be bad when he is, but listen, he, he probably should be him or Ginobili should be in my opinion. So we'll see. All right, let's go to the final race. <clears throat> we'll talk about today. Um, we're going to go, let me see. Let me pull. <laughs> if, I, if I could talk here Sunday, uh, on the on the uh, the feature race of the card, race eight on Sunday, uh, three year old allowance race going one mile here, a field of seven, so a shorter field. But we think Two Eagles River will be running in this race, so we'll talk about him a lot on this. Also, Disarm is in this race for Steve Asmussen, big time maiden special weight winner at Saratoga. Hadn't seen him since. He's back here. All right, Papa Dude, the, the last one of the, that we'll talk about, but it's still, it's a pretty darn good race. Who do you well, like in this one? It's a really good one. Well, I got to wonder what happened to Disarm. Do you know? Uh, I, I don't know specifically. Uh, I would imagine it was a situation. It wasn't a serious uh, injury, but obviously a problem and yeah. had to just sit out a lot of time. I do know... The horse, I had kind of heard he was going to come back a little bit sooner than this. So they yeah. may have just had, hey, it's a little setback. We'll take some time. We're getting ready to get him back. They had another little setback. I do know now, though, six workouts in a row. And from what I've been told from people that are at fairgrounds, he has really, really been working well leading up to this comeback. Well, there's no doubt his, debut, his uh, maiden win was impressive. Mm -hmm. A win by six lengths. At Saratoga is pretty good. So if he's healthy, he's probably right at eight to five if he's healthy. That's the key. I don't know. So you know me, I'm always aware of those kind of things. I don't not you gotta prove it to me. Yeah. I'm gonna go with two Eagles River because he's got a little bit of a track record, been running pretty well. So I'm gonna and and Hartman's winning everything. So I'm going to go there, but but uh, I'm going to have Disarm right behind him, and I hope he wins. And then I kind of like the three wild mules. So I like one, four, three. I am singling the four. I'll just okay, play you're, it right now. You're sold that he is healthy. Well, and six workouts, yeah. Jason and I are probably very biased towards Saratoga babies, but, uh, you know, we, we obviously have an eye. 
love that meet. And there the day he he. Uh, he let's see. That was August sixth. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Ninety nine point nine percent sure I was there. Let me look that up. That was oh yeah, that would have been Whitney Day. Yes, I was there. I may not remember this race, but <laughs> <laughs> because of Jason, I may not remember this. Yeah, race. there you go. Uh, that was the sixth race on the card. Yeah, Jason, that was the race after we hit the pick five. So oh, you we probably re yes, we did watch. That's right, Jason. We were in the we were in the at the bar at the paddock bar. Yeah, yeah, because we were watching uh, a few of these. So okay. To, to get to that race. <laughs> so, uh, yes, that's right. We did the live show. I did the live show from the flower beds. That's right. That's the night day it rained so much. Were too. you playing um, face first in the flower bed or were you upright? <laughs> so, what happened that day? So this is Whitney Day. And most people know that watch it. But the guide hit a pick five for a ton. The early pick five. So... We had a great rest of the day. And we also, like, life is good. We had to see him. Anyway, it was a great day. But this was the race right after. So we were having a good time. So here's who he beat. All right. Are you ready for this? No. He beat Arthur's ride was second in that race. He came back to very, very impressively win a maiden special weight last week at Saratoga. Okay. Or, at, sorry, at Gulfstream. Kruppi was third in this race. Okay. He has ran second behind some really good horses. He's in the Risen Star this weekend. I think he's got a big shot. So he's a good horse. Performed for it was fourth. He didn't cut, turn out to be much for yet for Suge. The fifth place finisher in this race, Rocket Can. Rocket Can came back to win the Holy Bull. The sixth place finisher in this race, Wadsworth. He's won two in a row at wow. Turfway Park for Brad Cox. The seventh place finisher in this race came back to win. The eighth place finisher in this race has won twice over the synthetic. Wow. The ninth place finisher in this race, I don't know that he's won. No, he did come back to win his next start, actually. Hmm. So, and then he's been terrible. But the, my point is, this was kind of a who's who of, of made special weights. This is why people love Saratoga so much. And Jesse's another one we've seen. I saw a lot of it at Saratoga. Any day you could show up and you get a field like this. All right. Disarm beat these horses by six and a quarter. Yeah. I'm changing my pick. I think he's got a chance to be special. Now, here's the here's the problem with everything I just said. He's been off since August. We talked yeah. about it. Yeah. Wasn't an injury that's going to affect his talent level. You know, sometimes you have a setback. They get back on the track. It's really not that big a deal. Right. Is that going to be a problem? I don't know. And that's that's gambling. That's what this is all about. That's but, right. I think he's going to be a special horse. So I'm going to, I'm going to single him in the spot. We we know the entry was sort of significant because we know what Asmussen does. You know, we know how he handles them. And if he was yeah. off that long, it means two things. Number one, he loves the horse and he wants to make damn sure that horse is sound. Yeah. Which yeah. he does. I'm not saying he doesn't do that for others, but you know, you know where I'm going with it. Right. Yeah. So they're not going to bring him back till they're absolutely positive, correct? And and he's good. So you've just talked me into it. Um, that yeah, that's the only thing we don't know where that injury was and and how has it affected him. But you've said six solid workouts and there's no nothing haywire in those. That's a pretty good sign. So it looks like from what we've been discussing, Saturday we have. Uh, shopper's revenge mm -hmm. and an allowance, and Sunday we have disarm and allowance. Mm -hmm. And if they both come through, suddenly Asmussen's going to look a little stronger come Monday morning, right? Yeah, yeah. And he got he's got a couple in the Risen Star. He's got a horse named First Defender in an allowance race on Risen Star Day that was really really impressive on debut. It does kind of have that feeling of this is a massive weekend for Asmussen. And yeah. next weekend, he's got a couple of horses for the Rebel. These next two weekends will tell us what he's going to be. What and is going to be? Before there was extra Anejo, there was Disarm. I'm telling you, man, Disarm looks so good. We were so excited that day about his, his potential. Um, 
he's a gun runner out of a tap at mayor. I mean, so many good things. Oh, yeah. So we'll see what he does. I, I have been told, and again, let me be very clear. I don't care anything about workouts. I hate workouts. Yeah. I don't care how they're working out. Don't care. But I have been told that he looks great on the track. So we will see. We will see. It's going to be fun. Yeah, this is, can do this, is, this will be a very interesting race, race eight on yep. Sunday. Could yep. be a superstar coming along. And, yeah. you know, again, he may come back and he's not near strong. And yeah. it happens, and I'll be wrong, and I've been wrong before. But I really am excited to see what he does. Uh, and, again, you just look at the horses he beat. Really, really good. Yeah. Really, really good. So, <laughs> so it's a big weekend in Oakland. Yeah, Jason said his second favorite horse that day uh, to Dyna Drive, who was the the critical horse. In the oh, okay. <laughs> who beat uh, one, and I don't know what the odds were huge. Beat a horse by like that much <laughs> uh, that we did not have on the ticket. So yeah, yeah, we like Dyna Drive. Uh, I also go Life is Good uh, second to Dyna Drive. Then maybe we'll go Disarm. So uh, what a day, Saratoga! Can't wait to get back. And it's just February. All right. Well, that's the races. Um, yeah, was he forty-five to one? I, I don't even remember. I'm sure they. I'm sure they know. <laughs> it was. Uh, let me. You know what? Hold on. Since since so we got my Saratoga crew is here. I'm going to look it up. Uh, okay. Fifth race. Um. No, he's twenty-three. Twenty-three to one. Twenty-three to one. Jesse, you're thinking of the race before he won at forty-five to one. The race before. And then he came back and won this one at 23 to one. I'm 99% sure that's what you're thinking of. Uh, well, you know what? Here, I've got it right here. Hold on. Yes, he was 45 to one the race before at Belmont. He won an allowance. Here's what happened. <laughs> Just to get totally off track. <laughs> I was alive to a big pick five on that Belmont card. And he beat me at 45 to one. Now, I didn't have him that day at Belmont, but he was a horse in the past I had liked. Okay. And he kind of, he fell off form. He came back. I think that race was off of a layoff maybe at Belmont and he won and he beat me. And he, I, I put it in the back of my mind. I said, if I can, I'm using him next time. I've always liked him and he beat me. Uh, and I was so pissed. So fast forward, his next start was the Whitney. Uh, it was a situation where you could go short in a couple of the other legs uh, that day. And I thought, I'm going to throw that horse in. If I've got enough, I'm going to throw that horse in. Uh, and it ended up working out. So, yeah, Battle, Battle Normandy won the first race, went like five deep. Uh, she caught my eye, won the second race, and I think we may have been short there. I can't remember where we were short. Uh, it was either the second or the fourth race. I can't remember. But anyway, yeah, that's that's what happened. So we used Dyna Drive there in that last one. And uh, barely beat sifting uh, sifting sands for Chad Brown, who we did not have on the ticket. So, yeah, uh, sixteen hundred dollar pick four and eight uh, eighty five hundred dollar pick five that day. Yeah, so isn't that amazing how Jason remembers that? <laughs> Jason was there; he hit it. <laughs> well, I know that's what I meant. That's what I meant. He remembers that boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, what a day, man! That was such a fun day. God, that was yeah, crazy. I can imagine. Such a good time. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway. All right. Well, that's our coverage uh, for today. Do you have any any stories for us, uh, Pop? Stories? No. no. <laughs> Story. any questions? Well, you know, we kind of got away from the questions. Do you have yeah. anything maybe you can drum up there? I mean. Well, you don't have anything? You usually have a list prepared. Let's see. Uh, well, the thing is, I... We've kind of quit doing that. I, I know. We went away from it. Let's see if uh, got any dumb ones on here. Hold on. Have we ever done the one? I've got some. i got a couple here. Okay. Sitting on something. Uh, I don't think we ever did these. Do them. What are they? Uh, what movie can you practically quote from start to finish? Have we ever done that? Yes, we've done that one. Okay, we've done those. Okay. Yeah, we've done All that right. one. Um. Well, I don't have any old notebooks here. I have, I have uh, newer ones. So I've, my the old note, notebooks would have the questions. Yeah. Doesn't Matt yeah. give something there? Uh, he's got some new ones on here. Oh, okay. See, I, I wouldn't know them either. So I would uh, be prepared. 
Have we ever done? We've no, we've done these. Now he doesn't have any new ones. I'm kidding. Hmm. No, okay. Well, I guess we just have to end the show then. Well, we can we can we can look at a, a couple of uh, of college basketball teams from uh, mid majors. Yeah, do that. Tell, give us like a mid mid majors to watch. Well, I, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's several, and you know it's going to depend a lot on on what, how many are going to be, how many teams are going to be coming from certain leagues. Uh -huh. And a lot of times what happens to you, let's say, for example, the ACC, somebody comes out of the ACC that's not in the tournament and wins the conference championship tournament and gets that automatic bid, that knocks one of these mid-majors out. But there are some mid-majors that are right at the moment are deserving to be in, even if they don't win their conference championship. One of them is Oral Roberts. Yeah. I don't, you know, you pick games every night. You don't follow it as close as I do, but and you kick my ass anyway. But uh, they're twenty three and four. Yeah, I I do kind of keep up with our local, -ish, yeah, you know, like Oral Roberts and UMKC and teams like the same. Right. Yeah, and they've had success in the tournament before. Mm -hmm. Now the conference they're in is not as strong as it usually is. They should win, but those conference championship tournaments are tough. Sometimes and I don't know where that's played. I, I, I would assume they would have a neutral site for that. It's a big enough conference; they probably do. But twenty-three and four, I, I believe they're undefeated in their league, and they've got two or three more games to go. How are you going to keep them out if they don't win that? They deserve to be in there, especially they've had success in that tournament before. Uh, another one is College of Charleston. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about them. Yeah, they've been ranked. At one time, they're 25 and three. They play tonight and they should win tonight. That would make them 26 and three. Say they went out and win like four more. Mm -hmm. They get 30 wins. How are you going to leave them out if they don't win that conference tournament? They've got to be in there, don't they? Yeah, they were ranked at, at, at one point or another during the season. The only reason I care about them is I saw where they played when yeah. I was yeah. them and it was really a cool place. Yeah. So, um, but Hofstra is the same, not, in the same conference, and they're good too. Yeah. So but they're, they're not going to get in unless they win it. Uh, well, yeah, but they can yeah. knock Charleston out. Maybe they could. There's some. Yeah. There's that's right. Uh, go to the. I, I always get confused whether Florida Atlantic's in the Conference USA or the Sun Belt. Yeah, they're in Conference USA. Florida. Okay. Atlantic. Yeah. Uh, they're twenty-four and two, right? In that mm -hmm. the up-to-date record. Mm -hmm. 24 and 2. That's a tough league. Now, there's some decent teams in there. Who's the second place? Are you looking at it right there? Uh, I was. Let me see. I was scrolling through here. Um, the, uh, North Texas, 21 and 5. That's right the now. other one. Yeah. 21 and 5, 24 and 2. They really deserve two teams. They're not yeah. going to, unless Florida Atlantic doesn't win it. But they're 24 and 2. How do you leave them out? I just, yeah, I think they're they're gonna get in it. I, I think no matter what. I think they're ranked right now. I think yeah. they're 25th. They are then as high as 19th. Uh another one, let's see here. The uh Sunbelt is loaded. Mm -hmm. You've got uh Southern Mississippi, my best bet for today. Uh they're 23 and 4. Yeah. Okay, they got a shot at getting 26, 27 wins. You got Marshall in there. They're, what are they, 21 and 6? Is They're that what they are? 21 and 6, yep. Mm -hmm. uh, Louisiana. What's their record now? Let's see, Louisiana's up to 26. They have lost two in a row. Yeah, wow. they've, they've – well, uh, Florida Atlantic beat them. Yeah, right, right. And Marshall uh, beat them too. I don't know, but – Yeah. So they're 20 and 6, right? Mm-hmm. So you got a league there with three teams over 20 wins. That's pretty good. And the one that's going to throw a monkey wrench in the whole thing is the Mountain West. Go to that right quick because they're going to get three or four. Let's out see, of Mountain West, yeah, they've got uh, San Diego State at 21 and five. They're number 21. And mm -hmm. then you've got Boise at 20 and six, Nevada at 20 and six, Utah State is 20 and seven. Yeah. And New Mexico's 19 and seven, right? Uh, New Mexico, where are they? They are 19 and seven, yes. Yeah. 
Now they're under 500 in the league. Yeah, they're, they're, they're they have really slumped. At one time yeah. they were undefeated and ranked yeah. in the top 15, but they've really fell, fallen off. So they're probably out unless they win the tournament. That's some pretty good records, and that's a pretty good league that's had success. Yeah, uh, at times in the tournament, you know, San Diego State, San Diego State's been really consistent. So those are just some teams that are really having a great year. Uh, that probably may, may not make it if they don't win their tournament. Uh, what's another one? Liberty's okay. another one. They're like twenty-one and six, I think. Let me ask you about two conferences. All right, uh, before we go, okay. that have been known to produce. Uh, you know, some, okay. some 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 teams that can make a little bit of a run. The Missouri Valley, they always seem to have a team that's tough. Right. This year, you got Drake at 22 and 6, Bradley in 20, at 20 and 8, Southern Illinois at 20, 20 and 8. Any of these three teams good enough, in your opinion? I know you probably at least follow the scores pretty closely. Yeah, I do. And I follow the conference because Missouri State's in it. Yeah. Uh, it's a league that's just like it always is. Uh, balanced, yeah, no great team in it. Teams that have been good out of that, uh, Bradley made a run one year. Wichita State used to be in the league and made a run. Loyola used to be in the league and made a run. So I think Drake could. Uh, I don't know about Southern Illinois. They don't score much. They have to really – the matchup would have to be perfect for them. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to win the tournament either. I think Drake's playing better than anybody, but that you're right. That's a good league that that's had some teams come out of it. Uh, what's another one? You know, the more I look at it, and again, I watch a lot. The most dominant team I've seen, weekend and game in, game in, game out, is Houston. The problem is you got to consider the competition they play. But they roll them. You know, they don't just squeak by. Yeah. I think this may be Kelvin's chance, Kelvin Sampson's best chance to win the national tournament because there's not a powerhouse team. A lot of, when we talk about basketball on the Daily Show, a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, but three or four guys are always on there saying Houston's going to win it. So they're dominant. Uh, they're so well coached. Matchups is the whole key for them. If yep. they get up against a team just like them, they have a hard time winning sometimes. But you get those run-and-gun teams like Alabama. Now, Alabama beat them in the regular season at Houston. I'd take Houston all day long against a run-and-gun team like Alabama. I agree with that 100%. Yeah, yep. 100%. That's all, right. all right, final conference we're going to talk about, the American East. Albany upsets UMBC. The Great Danes, though, still seven and twenty-one on the season. Yeah, I don't uh, think <laughs> this is a one-team league for sure. Yes, um, I am a fan of the Vermont Catamounts. Oh, yeah, because I have been there and I love that campus. And I've 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 been to their basketball. And I've been to their hockey. Um, can, the Catamounts are in front. Can the Catamounts <laughs> win the conference? And will they have any chance in the tournament? That's my question. Oh, yeah. They will win the conference. I don't think they're good enough uh, to win it all. I tell you, there's two teams that I like right now, and I don't know if they're going to survive the league that they're in. I like Baylor an awful lot okay. right now. They are rolling. They struggled early. They found their stride. They're winning games. They play Kansas Saturday, and Kansas is playing good too. Yeah. And that league is so tough. Uh, I, I think that game's at Baylor. I think it is. Uh, uh, that is it. No, it's at Kansas. It's in Lawrence. Okay. Yeah. That'll be a war. A war like you've never seen before. That'll be something else. The other team you really like, and I do too, and that's UCLA. Yeah. Very consistent. They're up to number four. They play California Saturday. We'll see. They've won three games California has. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're very consistent. They play the same every night. They don't blow anybody out. You know, they 72 to 55 them every time. You know, that's pretty pretty good. Now, their league is not very tough. That's the only thing. So we're a couple of weeks away. These next two weeks are going to be tremendous basketball, if you like college basketball. Uh, they're just going to end in that tournament. Forget it. Yeah.
Big right. 12 every week is a good week or a good weekend. Uh, I should say Baylor, Kansas, and Iowa State, Kansas State. That's the ranked matchups there uh, in the Big on State. Saturday. Yes, on Saturday. Yep. K State is slumping. They're starting to fall out of it. You know they they can't beat anybody right now, right. obviously, because yeah. Oklahoma beat them. Iowa State looked great last night against TCU. Yeah. Of course, that game was in Ames. They could beat the Celtics in Ames, probably. They could. Yeah, they could. They could. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we are done. Um, why? Well, we got to get out of here because Magic Mike's going to be here in 54. No number four for today. No, I'm not being on that one, though. But here's the thing, guys. There's nothing to look forward to tonight like there usually is. So you're going to have to find something to do with yourself tonight. I know. I know. Yeah, we're not going to be here to entertain tonight. Um, Thankfully, there's hockey on. It starts at six, so I'll be. I'll have something to do. But yeah, Missouri Southern basketball tonight too. Who are they playing tonight? Oh, it's big, huge for the girls. They're playing Carney. Oh yeah, yeah, they're not bad. All right, no, well, first place. So I'll have that on. Is that at home? Are we at home tonight? Yeah, we are. Yeah. I didn't know they. Okay. All right. Well, doesn't matter. Nobody cares about that. All, All right. right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesse, I will be supervising. No, I probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> After three shows, I'll let them do it on their own. <laughs> we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, they can handle it. Yeah, they can handle it for sure. <laughs> All right, we're going to get out of here. Uh, that's it for today. We'll be right back here next week. We got a huge – listen, this show will be the show next week because we talk Oakland and it's Rebel Weekend at Oakland. Oh, boy. Week. So a lot to talk about at Oakland next week. Going to be – You're going. Hmm? You're going, right, or not? Yes, I will be there. Uh Hold on. I Before we go, I listen to me just uh, extending the show here. Possibles for the Rebel, Bourbon Bash for Lucas, <laughs> Giant Mischief for Brad Cox, Gun Pilot for Steve Asmussen, Whoa. Red Route 1 for Steve Asmussen, Verifying for Brad Cox. That's the locals. We do not know about the shippers yet, but that's the local possibles. There'll be more, trust me. Bradford will have something in it. Baffert will have something. I've heard another California horse or two might be coming. I bet we might get one or two from the fairgrounds. I bet it'll be about a field of eight or nine by the time it's over. You think Fletcher might send something? Has he got anything he might I don't send? think he has one that really fits. Uh, okay. But I didn't think he'd send Croupy to the Razorback or to the Risen Star either. So we'll see. I don't know. Davey, are you going to be uh, at Oakland? If so, we'll meet up as well. I think Shoddy's definitely going to be there. So definitely. I, we're. Considering it. Okay. Well, there it could just be a wild ass time then. It's not <laughs> right. so we'll, we'll see. Uh, now I'm wife's got a meeting on Thursday at, in Northwest Arkansas. So going down there and then making that drive Friday morning a little bit easier. So yeah, uh, I will be there Friday and Saturday for sure. Um, yeah. going to be fun. So, all right, guys. All right, guys. Then, we will be, we will be back at some point. Don't know yet. Maybe there's no, maybe Davey. <laughs> right. You're coming. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Like this is Dude to Bet Sports. Dude to Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dude to Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dude to Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. <laughs>